Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The passion for the world's beautiful game has never been stronger. And now there is one place to get all your insight, analysis, and hot topic discussion. Especially if you're a fan of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy, or their heated rival, LAFC. It's time to roll out the ball and kick things off here on the Believe Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts former MLS goalkeeper Dan Kennedy, and soccer broadcast veteran Mark Rogandino. DK and Rogo back here with you on the Believe Sports Podcast Network following another big week. Huge. Huge. And uh, and Easter weekend. How was the Easter weekend with the kiddos finding some eggs, DK? Oh, You didn't even have to find them. It was like just throw the eggs out in the field and these kids are going ballistic um we had the full nine rogues it's it's getting ridiculous the the uh the standard that is being set by these uh these parents like pinata like egg pinatas um balloons at the party i mean it was like a it was an event it was it was bigger than uh it, it was is bigger than my christmases growing up well that's that was actually <laughs> one of my problems with this weekend is and i'm gonna one up you right here is when i was a kid probably i was about my brother and i are two years apart i was probably about 10 he was about eight and for some reason on the egg hunts, uh, we would do small ones in my backyard and my my mom would start to put like quarters and a couple of dollar bills inside the eggs right, as, as right. she was as she would put them throughout the backyard. Well, little did I think about that now that was going to come back to bite me in the rear, you know, now because now the standard is set too high. Right. So now they're they're putting dollar bills yeah. in all these eggs and and my kids are running around going, where's the money? I want to find the money. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're eight and five. Are you kidding me right now? What happened uh, to just like a little chocolate bar? The, yeah, the time the times have changed. And I mean, the other thing, Rokes, is like, you know, I, I want some Sour Patch Kids. I want some ch- I want some chocolate malt balls. And uh, I mean, we got some we got organic Chewies gummies. Like, I mean, what is this? These kids are I mean, in one way, it's it's completely blown out of proportion. But on the candy front, they're getting shortchanged. Yes, for sure. For sure. Right. Actually, though, I will. I had I found a new find this year, and that was the uh, Starburst, Starburst jelly beans. Oh, dude, like, that's my that's oh. Stephanie's favorite. My wife's favorite. She loves those things. I'm like, you oh. know, they sell those year round. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, let's get on to some soccer. Uh, what a wild week oh, man. In, ma- in major in major league soccer. And I came away with two two themes, um, given everything that happened in the Southern California landscape with regards to how the Galaxy performed in LAFC. Uh, there's no more unbeatens left in Major League Soccer. Yeah. And there were some shock results around the league over the right. weekend. Right. Yeah. Uh, sporting Kansas City. Um, yes. Yeah, and and this is like this is this is uh DC United two nothing yeah, we're, losers at home. Right, but we're in stride now, right? Like it feels like we're in stride on the season, and now you're gonna have these um the quote unquote trap games that we saw last week for LAFC and and in Vancouver. Uh, some injuries get picked up, some legs are starting to, you know, maybe get a little bit heavier from from the course of the preseason, and and now 
um, kind of chugging up in, in, in league play. Um, and I mean, the great thing for, for LA soccer is that both these L, the, you know, LAFC and LA galaxy are just charging. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you have, uh, it really, to me, and I was looking at the standings before, before we hopped on here to get things started. Uh, for me, the West is so strong right now. Uh, well, when you look when you look at the West and you look at say the top five in the West, LAFC, the Galaxy, Seattle, even Dallas is in there, and Houston has now dropped to fifth after suffering their first loss. But I mean, those are all really good teams, and they play really well at home, and it, they can also come away with results on the road. Yeah, and and historically the West has actually always felt a little bit a little bit stronger. Um, I agree. I agree for for, for, for a for number me. of years now. Yeah. Right. And uh, even, you know, like even early days of playing, it seemed like the East Coast road trips were um, were easier to go and get points out of. And out of the East, when you think about um, who's really competitive, you got Toronto um, and D.C. United and probably in that probably in that order. Um, and and Philly's just Philly's scrappy. I mean, they beat Montreal three nothing at the weekend. Um, but I don't like if they're the third best team um in the eastern conference uh it, it, it gives you a sense that you know the eastern conference is not is not strong but the, the tricky thing here rogues is that that means the western conference is going to beat up on each other right? right and the in the offset the the imbalance of, of of games and this is where the single table argument is valid is that you have lafc galaxy seattle fc dallas houston um, I think are probably the top five teams in the league. If you mix in maybe Toronto to that group and, and DC's knocking on that door. Uh, but those top, those five teams are in the same conference. They're going to play each other three times. Right, right, right. Well, some three, some two. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, by the way, we did, what did you make of the, uh, the parlay jerseys? We had every team pretty much wore a different strip over right. the weekend as part of right. a MLS, uh, going green initiative. And so they had these special parlay jerseys. Some I thought were really spectacular and some were just like, Oh really? That's, that's yeah. It? And it, and it, it almost like takes you a minute to like, who's playing? Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause you're like, that? wait, right. How is LAFC wearing dark yeah. blue? Yeah. Yeah. But there are some clean kits and, uh, then you see the teams uh, trading those jerseys online for for a good cause, and yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's a smart smart play. A couple other surprise results for me were FC Cincinnati losing at home to RSL. Road teams actually had a really good weekend, right? Uh, with the exception of the Seattle Sounders and, and Houston Dynamo, and then uh, Portland Timbers going into Columbus and getting a, a win against Crew I, SC. Hey, I, that that was my pick last week. And I, I, the one thing I said was you went the wrong this, way. I know, but I said, does this port? I, you're right. I did go the wrong way, and I was like, does this? Though my only concern was, does this Portland Portland team have something for Caleb Porter? Man, did they ever! Uh, that's like me talking about the midweek game of LAFC up in right. in Vancouver, Vancouver. Yeah, knowing, knowing it's like trust no, your gut, right? I knew what was going. I knew something was coming. I knew there was going to be some possible changes across the back line for the black and gold, and and. Hey, you knew you knew it was going to come at some point. Obviously, you're not going to go, you know, at that point, 33-0 and one. Um, but still, I I expected them to at least be able to draw that game. Uh, Bob Bradley was just he was he was very vocal about the surface up there at BC Place. Oh, Let's it's say so that. bad. It's so bad. It's 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 hands down, far and away, uh, the league's worst. And it and it's it's I I mean, I remember Jay Demerit going down and ripping his Achilles on that oh. field. You know, oh. 
and I've I've seen like the the jam tackles where the the field just it's so hard, man. It's like old it's it is it's old school turf. Well, the the, and, the, the crazy thing is is I hear every single player talk about that. Like we yeah. had Lee, we had Lee Win in studio with us on YouTube TV for the night for the broadcast. And he said the exact same thing you're saying. So why doesn't the league do something? That's what I, yeah, you're, that's a great point rogues. And I, the thing is, is it's not like new turf fields are that all that expensive. Um, so it's not, it, it can't just be a, a cost thing, but um, yeah, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. And it, and it, if anything, you would think Vancouver would have a little bit of a home field advantage, right? Um, but through the years, it's not like they've ever been, uh, locked down at home right um, and this year is no different it was crazy because some of the different camera angles really show how bad how bad it is like it, some of the wide shots when you're on the normal game cam and it's just going left to right you know panning the field but then when they would go to say behind the goal cameras and you could really see down the line down the lines then you would see the difference and almost like seams seams in the field where you're like, how can that even be played on? You know, yeah, I mean, we, heck, we had what didn't we have? Uh, we had a game canceled in Mexico City, um, football game canceled in Mexico City because right. the turf was so bad during the NFL season this past year. And and but you look at this, and for a team to have to play 17 home games on it, you're definitely increasing the chances of injury. Yeah. Well, this is uh yeah, this is a great point, Rogue. So what other thing I say before we get into um. Uh, LAFC and LA Galaxy. The one thing that needs to be noted is this Pozuelo from uh, from TFC is is the real deal. Yes, I mean, I is. didn't. I I was like when when they lost uh, Giovinco, the little red ant. I was like, ah, this could be you know th- this could be tough. Michael Bradley a year older, um, Josie Altador a year older. Lose the best player in the league. I in my opinion, Giovinco has been phenomenal since he since he was a a member of of Toronto FC, and now. They signed Pozuelo, and he's only played four four games, four games, four goals, five assists. And, like, yeah. you see him, he is just clinical. And right. he's passing when he gets in behind the defense, left foot, right foot, no problem, true number 10. And, man, he's, he's only 27 years old. Like, he's got a lot left. Um, so exciting, exciting player. And, and this is uh, – I thought, you know, D.C. And, and Toronto are the best in the East, but – um, this may this may tip the scales to Toronto in this Pizuelo signing. Yeah, well, it's it's, an, it's another case, DK, of a player that comes to this league and thinks two steps ahead of m- the majority of the rest of the players on the yeah. field. And yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a handful of them. I put Ladero in that case. I put Vela in that case. You put Zlatan in that case. Um, I'd even put like Darwin Quintero in that case. Like those guys are thinking a step or two ahead of everyone else that's around well, this them. Last week, Mark Anthony K. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right, right. Three assists, not bad. Uh, so let's move forward into the results for the for the local teams. Uh, why don't we start with LAFC since they played in the midweek, and that's going to be a tough uh, obstacle for a lot of other teams, including the Galaxy coming up this week in Major League Soccer. Uh, again, we don't, we don't need to rehash. I, I, I kind of knew that it was coming, that it was going to be a tough trip up to Vancouver and a little bit of a trap game. Uh, they end up losing that game uh, after giving up the goal in the first half to the, the South Korean inbound. And they had their chances in in the in the second half, but I think I think for one reason or another they were never really clicking on all cylinders in that game. 
And you know what it highlighted for me, Rogo, is that Jordan Harvey and, and Steven Bettishauer are uh, tactically really important for this LAFC team. That's a great point. Um, and, and without them on the field, uh, they are the ones that provide real width on, on the sidelines and the attack. And it allows Vela and these guys to come inside and play their little street soccer, good passing, 1v1 uh, mismatches. Uh, within the lines of the 18-yard box, right? right. Yep. And and then you have Bettishauer and you have Jordan just timing their runs so perfectly. And then you have quality of service. Um, and they're continually, they're, I mean, they're just attacking wingbacks, right? Like mm. Danny Alves in a way. Not not at that level, but in, in, in Major League Soccer, their performances um, are, are really important for this team. And it just seemed like they couldn't quite control the ball like they typically do in Vancouver. Maybe some of that's to the turf, but for me, it, a big part of it was the the, the missing pieces of, of Jordan Harvey and, and Stephen Bettishauer. No, that's a great point. And because uh, there's a lot of teams in major league soccer, I think you would agree that have one of those outside back spots secured like that with a guy that really has the ability to get forward, create a lot of width, can combine with checking runs coming through the middle part of the field. But there aren't a ton of teams that have both. Uh, and so for LAFC to have the luxury of Harvey on the left, Beta on the right, um, you know, that's it, it's a it's a it's a great point that you make because there's not a lot of teams that have both of those outside backs that have all of that in their toolkits. Right. Right. Yeah. No, without a doubt. And Jordan, I, I'm, you know, Jordan Harvey came to this team and I, I'm not sure um, anybody expected him to have as, as big of an impact as, as he's had. And, and now it looks like, I mean, he's never been the fastest of players and and he's in such great shape. It looks, it looks like he can push on for a few few more years, a few three more years, you know. Uh, by the way, those two, uh, Jordan Harvey and Stephen Betashore, have a podcast yeah, themselves together yeah. called Back to Back. And I have discussed, I'm planting the seed here now, DK, uh, on Believe Sports Podcast Network. Uh, I have discussed with those guys already about hooking up and doing a little cross promoting yeah, uh, rising yeah. tide raises all boats where we'll yeah. do back back to back podcasts with Jordan Harvey and Stephen Beta Shure meets uh, DK and Rogo on the belief sports podcast network. So keep yeah, that in the back of your mind. Uh, the, awesome. good, the good news for LAFC, they moved on to come right back and sweep that first loss of the season under the rug. And boy, did they do it in fine fashion. I said uh, in my postgame coverage on ESPN radio that I'm not sure that I knew that that was coming. Similar to the D.C. United game where they went into Audi Field and won 4 nothing. I saw a really good game coming between Seattle and LAFC on Easter Sunday, but I didn't see the black and gold thumping them 4-1 the way they did. Well, the, the worst – I mean, don't just don't poke the bear. I mean, it, 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 the worst thing that happened for Seattle was that LAFC lost midweek, and, and they lost in a way that they rested some of their players. Um Big knock for Seattle was was I I thought Torres Ramon Torres coming into the lineup uh, for Chad Marshall and and the first yes. goal I mean Ramon Torres he just lays down like he doesn't it it doesn't it looks like a player that's not sharp to me right yeah. or and and he just makes a decision to go down early and and he looked to step off the play and um you you need your center backs to have good games if you're gonna go get any type of result and the bank at the bank. Um, and, and from there, I mean, LAFC's possession, um, just kind of mitigated the risks of Morris and Ladero throughout the game. And that's, if you can slow down Morris and Ladero, then against Seattle, 
um, you, you can you can hurt him. And um, that's that's exactly what LAFC did. And then Mark Anthony Kay had one of uh, his his best performances um, in in a in a black in a black uniform. I mean, the pass the forward pass he made um, to Vela and Vela for, brings, first, for yeah, his for, for Vela's first just, from the night. just 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 ridiculous vision. And also the the biggest thing for me, Rogues, is that that is like a it's it's a it's a confidence thing. Right. Like right. last year and the first eight games of the season, he's not trying that pass because he's Correct. scared to, he's scared to turn the ball over. Yep. And now he's kind of feeling himself a little bit. And that this is where players like take the next step is like, OK, yeah, I'm, I'm good enough to be out here. I don't need to play conservatively uh, anymore. And when the when the passing lane is open, I can go I can go thread that needle. And now you have your two way midfielder who's not your uh, number 10. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, this is not the guy that you're uh, depending on to provide. Trying to play through. You're not trying right. to play through him. No. But he's he's performing like that. And so when when you look at the way the MLS rosters are balanced and, and the salary cap uh, complexities and how restricted teams are to spend, when you have guys like Jordan Harvey, Stephen Bettishauer, Mark Anthony Kay as as really influential uh, game in and game out, then that's where this team is is better than everybody else. I mean, yeah, the Carlos Velas are, are are great, but um, every team has 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 one or two good players. You know, right. it, it's about the roster. I will I will say this too about Mark Anthony K, uh, and I di- I didn't really notice it until he somewhat pointed it out to me last year when I before he got hurt. I was asking him, you know, how are you getting better in your first season here with LAFC? And he pointed to the fact that Bob Bradley makes it a point. And Bob Bradley uses a lot of video evidence, video uh, examples from Barcelona, and he he wants his team to play in that mold of where we keep the ball, and that's how we keep other teams at bay, is that we have the the majority of the possession, and we have the movement and off the ball and on the ball to keep other teams guessing what we're doing. But he also pointed out that Bob is really big on having your feet exactly the right way every time the ball oh, comes this to you. Is, this is this is Bob in a in a in a nutshell. I mean the the attention to detail and when you're going through like warm-up passing drills in his training sessions um this is the difference for 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 like decent coaches to to really great coaches is in the warm-up passing drill you're kind of like just getting going as a player just getting going and bob's over your shoulder going set you know like get your feet set up open your body up play the ball to his left foot or to his right foot, depending on what foot he is in and where you want him to go with it. And it's just these fine detailed things. And, and uh, just from a, from a player's perspective, you start to think like that. And then you believe that you're, you're getting better. But but the thing that I didn't know about Dan is that, is that, Mark Anthony K has all of a sudden, if you watch him now, he's excelled at doing exactly that, right? So instead of having to take an extra touch with your right foot to prepare it for your left foot to send it away, right? You're, you're already in the right position where you can gather it in with the inside of your left foot and then quickly, you know, tap it on to keep the possession going from one right. side to one from one side to the other. And you'll see the way he shapes his body when he plays that he's starting to think that way. And and as I asked him this past week, he said it's starting to become more instinctual. For me, right, which is again, you're talking about a player taking the next step. The fact that that he's not having to think about doing it anymore, he's just doing it. Yeah, yeah, and he is. I mean, that was a, a, just a top performance. And I was watching that game and and just thinking to myself about 
this is the reason why LAFC didn't make a long run in the playoffs. It's because Mark Anthony K wasn't there. And one last thing uh, on Mark Anthony K, his first pass to Vela was spectacular, but the combination for the fourth and final goal right on the hour mark between him and Christian Ramirez was clinical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back, yeah, back, pass, yeah, back yeah. pass from Ramirez. He yeah. makes that tiny little bend run to keep himself onside after he back heels it to Mark Anthony Kay, who then opens the hip yeah. and slots it between two defenders for one touch to collect it for Ramirez and a second touch to put yeah. it in the corner. I mean, it was clinical. Right. Yeah. And Mark Anthony Kay was the one that broke up the play for, was it a Twistus goal? I mean, he, uh, he the, yep, it was, exactly. He, and and that was uh, almost un, un it was not highlighted during the during the during the TV broadcast on Fox. But I mean it, I mean that he was the man of the match far and far and above in this game. Yeah, I think he actually was voted a uh, man of the match and you know got to lead the sha la 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 chance in right. front of the 3252, which is kind of the ode to the the, the man of the match. So four one win for LAFC. They bounce back from their first loss of the season, uh, and that turns our attention to the Galaxy's performance on the weekend. Uh, they had an opportunity went, to man. knock to knock off an unbeaten just as 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 LAFC did with Seattle, and Houston is is the other unbeaten team that finally falls from the ranks. I don't know. Maybe did Diego Palen to hear us on a couple of the podcasts here is, is do, we, do we have confirmation that he's yeah. listening to, yeah, to he, us he, here on he, believe he's, yeah he's he's listening for sure he, need, he, his, he, he needed that moment though right and i you know i'm so i'm going on spectrum sports net to cover the game tonight and one of the pieces i, I wanted to highlight polenta as a player right not because he's been spectacular all season but because now he seems to be settling into his role Right. And then and then become becoming opportunistic and, and scoring that goal in set pieces. But, Mark, this is I mean, your center backs, I mean, they're supposed to be the best ball winners on the field. And so when you get the opportunity to swing a ball in the box, I mean, these are the two these are the two players in Daniel Stairs and Polenta for the Galaxy that you should be looking at to try to, you know, make some set pieces for everybody's going to be paying attention to Ibrahimovic. There's right. an opportunity there. And uh, you could see. um it just seemed to mean a lot to Polenta and 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 even like the guys that he ran over to on the sideline. I mean, this team is feeling it. They're they're feeling it. They're feeling like they're on the cusp of something, which they that group. And I was there after Bruce left briefly, but that group hasn't felt that in a long time. Sure, sure. And they are. They just they've just won five straight. They are on the cusp of something. Right. Right. And and now you have Joe to me in this game against Houston, Sebastian Legette and Joe Corona kind of um, released themselves a little bit of, of, of playing just alongside each other or uh, in connection with Dos Santos. Um, so they're they're kind of more dynamic movement out of midfield. Um, and then Antuna continues to be um, a, a handful as a, as a winger in this league. So what's you know, and I wonder if it'll happen tonight because it's a midweek game. What's going to be interesting is to see Daniel Stair has been the best defender. We talked about that. And it's going to be interesting to see how um, Scalotto brings G- Giancarlo Gonzalez into this lineup. Yeah, and I, I thought that uh, Scalotto made another really good and intuitive coaching move. Uh, I felt like most of the time in the last couple of weeks, it's been working, but I thought LA, the Galaxy have been in more of a 4-2-3-1 formation. Right. And to me, it looked like during the game, it almost shifted into Jonah Dos Santos becoming the only uh, defensive 
center mid sitting in yep. front of the back yep. four. Yep. And you you almost had a 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one with uh, – and that's what you're talking about. That gave Corona and Legette a little more freedom to push higher up the field along with obviously using the players out on the wing and Zlatan as your target up top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they yeah, and and we we've discussed this, but it's important that this team controls the ball, and because they're just not as dynamic in transition, and that's where I thought Houston with Minotas and Martinez and Ellis and and even Bonya Garcia, I mean I thought they could hurt them in transition, and Galaxy man they controlled the tempo and they they did a good job managing the game. And um, it it really wasn't a, a problem for him. And I mean, they they didn't. It wasn't even lopsided possession, right? But it just seemed like they were balanced. And and one thing, uh, and even in the opening weeks this season, but definitely last season, um, defensively at times they seemed uncomfortable and frantic. And now right. they seem to be settling in as a team. Like, okay, I kind of I kind of I kind of know what you're gonna do. I kind of know what you know collectively the objective is here i saw daniel stare is like ball gets played in behind and he has this decision to make where he needs to either run out and close it or drop into the near post and protect space and he just he it was so simple for him he just dropped in protected the space and the guy was wide and and i i forget who it was on on houston but he ran out of ideas and it was the right play if daniel would have stepped out to pressure him, then all that space in the middle of the field would have been open and the the guy would have gotten a cross off. So um, it's these types of things of like, okay, just kind of trusting your, your decision-making and not trying to just put out fires. So it's a good, really good, solid, when it could have probably easily ended one, one and Houston still remains unbeaten. Instead, Polenta does get the the chance to head one home in in the 88th minute uh, to give the galaxy a two, one win. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, now you look at the Western conference standings. Yes. LAFC is at the top there with 22 points and you've got the galaxy right behind them with 18. But remember uh, the galaxy have played two less matches. (laughs) They've played two less matches. So, uh, in terms of the possibility with some points in hand, some matches in hand, uh, you could you could see that if the Galaxy continue in yeah, the fashion. This is going to be a great title race. Oh, man. and, and the, the the tough part is, and I was talking about this with some some LAFC players, is you only play each other twice this year, where last year the teams right. played three times. I, I right. was hoping they would play a game three times this year, right. and you would get two at the bank and one right. at Dignity Health Sports Park, right. but, but it's just one and one this year. And it doesn't happen until, I think, late July and then into well, August that they meet. I think what we were so desperate for last year is this remember this this Houston team was the team that came and was down two nothing at halftime and then Galaxy at that point were in the playoffs. And <laughs> and they right. responded, right? They responded and then the Galaxy just threw the game in the trash, lost 3 to 2, season was over. And I guess what we're what we're alluding to or what I'm alluding to is that you know, this season feels like at some point the Western Conference Championship is going to be LA Galaxy versus LAFC, which is going to be ridiculous. We should, we shall see. I mean, dare to dream from your mouth dare to God's dream, ears, man. I mean, that would, that, <laughs> that, would, that, would be, that would be phenomenal. Can you imagine? Oh, dude, uh, we, would, we, would, we would actually, yeah, we would have to get there and do like a, a game day, a game day coverage. Game day live, game day yeah. live on Believe yeah. or something like that, yeah. for sure. You hear that? I'm hoping the brass is hearing that, what we're saying. <laughs> Braun, you hear that? We're, go, we're going game day live for the Galaxy and, and LAFC. Uh, so let's move on to this week's action. And as I mentioned already, similar to what LAFC had to do three matches in nine days over the course of last week, uh, culminating with the 4-1 win against the Seattle Sounders 
on the weekend. Now there's a bunch of other teams, Seattle, the Galaxy included, that have to do the same thing, uh, and they have a midweek match coming up tonight. So if we if we turn to kind of segue into looking at the matches, both of them for the Galaxy first uh, in Minnesota tonight. In, at Allianz Field, uh, which hasn't uh, exactly proved to be uh, a fortress so far through the first uh, couple of outings there for Minnesota United. And the Loons are struggling a bit, DK. Uh, just one win in their last five where you get a red-hot Galaxy team coming in tonight. I would imagine the environment's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, and this is, you know, these midweek games are complicated, especially when you're the traveling team. I mean, we saw it with LAFC last week in Vancouver. A team that had, you know, looked like they're on life support came out with a victory. And Minnesota now, now we're gonna get, we're getting back to this territory with the Galaxy where um, teams are gonna kind of start getting up to play them again, you know, because they're they're performing. And and now you're Minnesota, you're hosting. If you're if you're Minnesota and you're hosting, um, let's just call it FC Cincinnati. Uh, you you have the obligation to win. And it becomes um, a, a game where when the Galaxy come into town or LAFC come into town and you're Minnesota, you don't have the obligation to win. And your fans are going to show up and be really excited. And it's going to feel like a, a bit of a special night. So um, I, I actually think that th- this is a dangerous team to play on a, on a Wednesday away game. And this is going to be a tricky – I think it's going to be a tricky fixture for the Galaxy. And it's really going to be dependent upon – who's fit and healthy and, and, and what lineup uh, Scalotto can put out there. Well, and you, and I think along those lines, DK, the first name for me is Zlatan. How many minutes can you push Zlatan? He's already had to miss some time with injury already this season. Although the guy's on fire when he's on the field, right? Seven goals and seven goals in five matches he's played in. Uh, But but can you – and I'm sure that will also add to the environment out there at Allianz Field is the fact that there's a ton of Minnesota United fans that want to see their team, but they want to come out and see if Zlatan is going to do something Do something that Zlatan does. Um, yeah. So, But the good news is for the, for the Galaxy is there's two pretty good pieces in Francisco Calvo and Jan Gregos that will both be missing the match after being sent off uh, mm-hmm. last weekend in the loss to Toronto FC, a wild one, 4-3. Um, yeah, that was a wild game. Man. So, so the the good news is, is two of your regular starters will not be in there. And you know how do how does uh, Minnesota United react, and what kind of change changes do they make? Um, I mean, Ike Opara is is still trying to come back from the injury, and I think he's questionable coming into tonight. But that would certainly be a player you could insert into there if he's if he's ready to go. You know, a player that's seasoned yeah, and, he, he, and, he, and ready he, to step he's, in. He, he's so athletic that he actually would match up pretty well with Ibrahimovic. Um, so that would be a, a big boost. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, again. I mean, I I have my predictions ready for the sake of our game. Um, but with that with that said, Rogues, I mean, I this is like game time decision. You know, you got to see the lineups. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Well, so why don't we do it this way? Um, if you're keeping track, Dan Kennedy, oh, had, Dan Kennedy oh, had, had closed the gap. What was a three point gap uh, quickly closed to just a one point gap. And I was ahead by one in the overall standings through seven weeks of making our picks here on the Believe Sports Podcast Network. And um, so but Danny boy did an offer. Mm, Danny boy, mm, how would you like to mow my lawn? Uh, an offer. He did not get one pick right, which means that uh, Rogan Dino is going to stretch that gap back out and even increase it to its biggest it's been all season. 
because Rogan Dino actually got one of his four picks right, uh, which was an well, two. I'm sorry, two. An LAFC win was correct, and then his magic pick, Orlando City, to win one nothing. And what was the score of that game, DK? One nothing. One nothing. So that's a three pointer. So now the gap stretches to four points. Uh, I but I, going. but I, I digress. Okay, so what do you, what do you, what do you get? give me give me um give me your take on this Minnesota game and then segue into what you expect on the weekend uh, with hosting RSL. Yeah, well, I actually think that this is going to be a, a, a six point week for the Galaxy. Uh, I think I think tonight's the trickiest the trickiest of the of the two matches. Um, but I, to your point, Minnesota's missing a few starters. Um, the the fans are going to show up, but you know what? If Eber scores a hat trick or something, the fans will probably be clapping for him anyway. That's um, true. So yeah, I, I'm going to take Galaxy two to one this evening, and then they're going to travel home. Salt Lake always gets up for the Galaxy, and that's going to be a really tough match. And I think that'll be like a one nothing game. So you've got uh, the Galaxy taking both. By the way, if Ebra scores a hat trick and it's two to one, how does that does how does that work out? No, tonight? no, I didn't. I was saying if he does, the the Minnesota fans <laughs> be clapping. They'd be they'd be cheering for him. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard to have three matches in nine days. I mean, I just can't. I yeah. can't. And and there is there is you know you probably have five guys on a team in that kind of a week that end up playing ninety minutes all three games. Mm-hmm. which has got to be so tough on the body. Uh, I look at uh, I look at this matchup tonight, um, and gosh, I just see I see a ton of goals in this one for some oh, reason. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I see a ton I see a ton I, of goals in this week in this in this game. Um, only because you know that the Galaxy are probably good for two. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like the open style of play that that Minnesota has, where I mean they 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 really just get going north and south, and they. They can absorb pressure, and then all of a sudden you've got Quintero trying to hit you on the counter. Um, so I am going to call this one a 2-2 draw. Ooh. I know, I know. Hey, that means they still stay unbeaten and are on a really yeah, good run yeah, for the Galaxy, yeah, but yeah. I just – Always I the just, optimist. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I just uh, I, I, I don't see them – I don't see them – I don't – I don't. I could almost see Minnesota United getting up so up for this one they win. Yeah. That's what I – that yeah, is no, my – This is tricky. This that is, tricky. is my – that's my concern. And then on the weekend – uh, RSL just got finally got their first road win of the season, and they did it against FC Cincinnati. Did it in style. Um, yeah, was it Rusnak with the with the Rusnak with the yeah, hat trick? Good. I believe. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Hmm. Gosh, that's another tricky one. Oh, that's uh, an easy one, man. That's an easy I, one. I don't know. I don't know, DK. Um, I am gonna go with. Uh, oof. I'm gonna go with the, one nil. No, one I'm gonna nil. go with. The, 2-1, 2-1 win, similar okay. to the Houston okay. Houston game. I think it's a 1-1 game for the majority, and I think last 10 minutes, the Galaxy, again, their Dignity Health Sports Park is becoming a, pl- you know, a place where it's tough for opponents to get much out of, and I see, although it's Nick Ramon— It's a mouthful Ramon, to say and a tough place to play. I know. Yeah, you're a poet, and you don't know it, right? <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you said 1-0 yeah. against RSL. Uh, and I am going to say 2-1, 2-1 Galaxy in that Does one. Does Rwanda so, have one more of those uh, games in him in L.A.? That, and that's the thing, right, is that sometimes he sometimes he almost just stands on his uh, head in just, the game. He always, this Galaxy said the team he loves playing against the most, man. And you're, you're like, God, how can we even get one past this guy? All right, so that's the, the two games for the Galaxy in terms of our picks. And LAFC on the weekend – 
weird scheduling quirk, right? The fact that they played Seattle on Easter Sunday this past weekend, and they turn around and they have the teams have their second and final meeting of the season a week later up at, uh, what is it, Uh, CenturyLink Field up there in in the Emerald City. Yeah, whatever algorithm, uh, scheduling algorithm they're using got jammed up. Um, And and this makes it, this is actually really tricky, right? And I I think... um, I think it's actually trickier for for LAFC after kind of dominating that game. And now you go to Seattle and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. So I I think there's goals in this game. It's just the nature of that stadium up there. Uh, I'm calling for a 3-3 draw. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be fun. I love it. I love it. And that one is uh, an early start time. So it's a 12 or 12.30. Yeah, 12.30 game up in in Seattle uh, this Sunday. So 3-3 for DK in that matchup. Guy, I I think you're right that it it does have some goals in it. Um, And you would assume that Chad Marshall should be back in the Mm -hmm. fold. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially considering how it went this past week. And he had knee inflammation is what they were calling it. I mean, the guy's obviously had a Hall of Fame career uh, in Major League Soccer. So, you know, he's – he's, but he is getting a little long in the tooth, right? I mean, he's he's been in the league for probably almost 15 years now. Um, gosh, I just think the, the offensive flow for LAFC is so, so good right now, so on point. You know, they just – they're rolling right now. Um, and I am going to say they come away with a win. I'm going to say LAFC come away with a win. Woo! It'll be Seattle's first home loss after after getting their first loss this past weekend. But what's the scoreline going to be? How many goals do we have in this yeah, one? There's goals in this one. Let's call it 3-1, LAFC. Boom. So we both see LAFC scoring three times, but I see them only conceding once. Bob's going to be all over them on their defending. <laughs> <laughs> all over. he always is i love it we what, hey we so we goes. can't we, we can't finish just there of course no. uh you know there is uh and remember the guy who's trailing now by four gets to go first so you have a ton of games you could pick from tonight dan kennedy a total of five games tonight and then you get into the weekend and you've got a ton of games to go off of as well i, t- I tell you what i'm i'm going for like an uh, uh let's see three four five I'm going to have a five-point week, so I'm going to get one of these scores correct, and it may be this one. Okay. Seattle 2-0 tonight over uh, over San Jose. 2-0. Wow. Okay. Yeah, a, you would expect them to bounce back, certainly, right? You expect them to bounce back. <laughs> You're in my head. You're in my head, uh, Rogues. Get out of my uh, head. <laughs> no, you've been in my head because the last <laughs> couple of weeks, folks, Dan Kennedy has picked first on the, on the wild card pick, and he's always picked the game that I wanted to go after. Uh, so I will – got Seattle 2 nothing against San Jose. Uh, I'm going to go to the weekend, and I am going to say all of these road games, while they do improvements to Providence Park, are just – have got to be killing the Portland Timbers. Yes, I know they finally got their, their first win uh, beating the crew in Columbus 3-1, but uh, I think going to Toronto is going to be tough. Going to uh, Toronto, Toronto is going to be really tough. And even without Josie, who's out with injury, I think uh, I, I see Toronto with a 3-1 win uh, on the weekend at BMO Field. I don't mind so, that. You, don't, you like that pick? Yeah, I don't mind that pick. These wild card picks are certainly entertaining, aren't they? So you've got <laughs> make sure I mark this down so I don't lose track. I got C- Seattle against San Jose for DK, two nothing, and then Rogo goes with uh, TFC. 
three one uh, versus Timbers. All right, we're in. We're marked in there. Any last thoughts, buddy? No, I mean this is just cooking up nicely. I I, I haven't enjoyed a, a season like this since I played. Um, uh, and and it's largely just because these two LA teams are, are are two of the top you know teams in the league, and it's going to drive a lot of fandom in this market. And 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 we're going to have have some fun on this podcast and and calling games. It's funny because I thought you were going to say it was largely because I get to speak to you every single week, Rogo. Yeah. It is the soft, the soft hum of your voice. <laughs> uh, by the way, I do want to say thanks again to uh, Dave Farrell for, jo- for, oh. jo- <laughs> for joining us last week. Uh, Big it was Dave awesome. the ledge. And uh, it got some really good traction, and people were people were his uh, his fan base were certainly entertained by uh, our uh, comedic timing and our fun that we had with him on the podcast. So, and he he did a great job, by the way, as the Falconer. Just to follow up that story, yeah, I saw on, some photos of that. On Easter Sunday, he got to release the the Falcon Ollie before the first half kick, and it flies around the stadium and brings the crowd all to its feet. And uh, so thanks to Dave. And then, um, but it's not bad just having you and I, DK. We're yeah. we're off and running and back uh, by popular demand. Yeah, we'll see what we can cook up for next week. I I know you got big plans this weekend. Can can we share anything with the listeners? Just uh, what's going on? Uh, big plans this weekend. Stagecoach, baby. Come on. We're just dialing back a little bit. We got to dial it back a little bit. We're, you know, I, I missed out on a lot of these things while I played. We're getting an adulting weekend in. It's going to be a lot of fun. So next next week podcast, I'm going to have to check. I'm going to have to, you know, catch up on some of the Major League Soccer games before we get on. But I'll, I'm sure I'll have some stories to report. Now, do you wear do you wear like a cowboy hat when you're out there and some no, ripped I go, jeans? I go, or? I go, I go, I go, I go like modern country, you know, like a an, an all murdered out Yeti cap with a Garth Brooks t shirt <laughs> with like a Garth Brooks t shirt, some some jorts, some cut off jean jorts. And uh I dad listen, man, these feet are get are not getting any younger after slamming them into size ten and a half soccer cleats for, for fifteen years. So uh, I, I always I always have a comfortable pair of Adidas runners on. That's good to know you're a ten and a half because I was too. So uh, if you've got an extra couple extra boxes, I might need a new pair of molded cleats just to kind of work out in and stuff like that. Uh, so where can we follow Dan Kennedy uh, on IG so we can see some stories? Oh uh, yeah, just weekend. one Dan Kennedy, the number one Dan Kennedy on IG, and it's the same handle on on Twitter. But yeah, my IG will probably be fall, firing a little bit this weekend. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be stocking it for sure. And by the way, mine is the real Rogo if you want to follow something entertaining but probably not quite as cool as, as dan kennedy out the day. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, Rogues, all right buddy let's make it a great weekend thanks, and uh hopefully we'll some of the picks will come through you got a lot of ground to make up That's but right. uh it is only two months into the season so for dan kennedy and uh, everyone at believe sports podcast networks i'm rogo uh we are out out thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.